0: Well,
1: hello to everyone. Hello, hello. It's a beautiful day here in South Carolina. I hope it's a great day wherever you are, and uh, we are really excited about this show today. It's something that people have asked about, and we've talked about a little bit, and folk are continuing to deal and grapple with, and that is um, dealing with this issue of COVID, this COVID-19 recovery, and how do we do that as we um, go forward and grow in greatness. the issue we're facing here is that there's a bridge from responding to the crisis, preparing to thrive a new norm, and how to do that is paramount, and that's something a lot of us are grappling with and trying to deal with. Uh, the challenge we had is to develop insights for your organization beyond responding to the immediate crisis towards strategies for accelerating recovery. We need to recover Um, Most organizations, as it should be, their first priority was, in response to the crisis, was to emphasize health and safety and deal with essential services and how to work virtually. Those things all were paramount and need to be handled. Now that we're cutting through a little of this stuff and we're getting vaccinated and places are opening back up, now it's time for an organization to begin emerging from the response. To the to the, from the uh, into recovery phase, leaders like I said, leaders now not necessarily business people, but leaders are focusing on the next set of work or workplace challenges and new business growth. Those are things you always have to be thinking about how your business continues to grow, thrive, get better, and that sort of thing. So, you've miss know, opportunities that would help you plan for the recovery that uh, most businesses have dealt with during this last year uh, pandemic. Now there are a few companies and I willing to say that probably none of those companies are on the phone at this point in time because those large organizations like the Amazons and the Home Depots and Lowe's, they saw um, a nice little bump in revenue, but there was a few that saw that. So uh, overall, most of us are trying to recover through that. Um, there are a couple of phases that you kind of can say you're going to go through, and you you kind of done this already. So if you responded to it. Like I said before, you did the most important thing is to deal with the safety and the health of your employees, your customers, your staff, and uh, to manage some kind of continuity. And Now, if you didn't do the continuity piece of it, you still got time. But it's smart to, to kind of have some level of still reaching out, Even if your doors were not open, if you're seeing your your consumers a constant email or text saying, hey, we're wishing you were doing well, we're doing good, we're looking forward to opening doors again, just let them know you're still there, you're still in business, you still plan to be in business. And if you are still kind of closed up, start doing that let people know you're still a player in what your plans are to do. The next thing we talked about is we're talking about mostly is recovery right now. We've gone through that period of isolation, shutdown. Most of us, still some folks, still shut down, but we're now going to have to look at our organization and learn how to emerge stronger. That's a key thing here. Your mindset has to be that I am going to emerge stronger. My company is going to emerge stronger. I am going to emerge stronger because all of this as a leader comes from you. And if you understand you're going to be a better leader, a better person, a better mom, a better dad, a business owner through this process, we're going to talk about how that's going to help and flow down. And then after you get to that recovery, okay, I'm back to where I was. How do I continue to thrive? Once again, how do I continue to be a better Business leader or a leader, of whatever I'm leading, my nonprofit or whatever. And thriving right now, it looks a little different because we have a new norm. And I, I'm really kind of hmm, overused that word. I think most of us do uh, in terms of a new norm. Things are different now. Well, I don't know what the new norm of the new world because we probably will never go back to where it was. So we know that life is continuing to change. But one thing I said last week for good leaders is that you always are expecting and planning for change. And that change is going to constantly happen. And what you do with the change sets the, the men from the boys. What you do with the change sets the kings, the kings from the queen and the queens from the princesses. You make you a better person by knowing there's going to be change. And let me start really thinking about how I can benefit from this change, because we talked before and we'll talk today about a number of companies that did benefit from the change. Uh, the recovery process uh, um, helps the organization to deal with some things and you look at things in a way to have a bridge from where you are to where you're going. Don't forget the process of what you've learned. So how it, um, how you dealt with it, the immediate demands of the crisis. How did you deal with those crises? Think about how did you do that? And if you didn't do a good job, once again, we got the opportunities to learn from those and keep going. What is your future going to look like now? Still, once again, leaders are always thinking about the future. What's your future going to look like now? Do I have to adjust my products? Do I expand my products? Do I have to go offline? Do I have to go online? What's my future going to possibly look like in this changing environment? I'm going to stop trying to use new norm. Let's say in this changing environment. And then the new environment as it stands, once again, try to help shape that. and and, and be a a trailblazer in ways to reach people, uh, the ways to add value, the ways to communicate. Like I said earlier, if you had a business, one of the major issues was how did you deal with adjustment when the doors were closed, uh, composed to what they are now? Um, It's very important that you're able to, um, you know, let people know that you're still there, you're still working, you're still involved. Um, One of the biggest challenges you're going to face when there's a recovery process, because that really is um, a big deal, is embracing uh, your whole new thinking process. And one thing I might have to say is rethinking work. You know, how does that look now? Now, I know that's a whole lot to take on, so we're going to try to slice this thing up a little bit and put it into a pie and talk about it. Um, Some critical actions to navigate through this response, taking care of people, safety to recovery, getting your business back on track, um, there are a couple of things you have to think about. Um, let's think about the priorities of your company. Um, we're going to think forward, not backward. Um, what are your priorities? Is it to, clearly you want to make money, um, but do you want to still be an innovator? Do you still want to have a philanthropic arm? Do your nonprofit want to help for so, um, certain kinds of issues in your community, and uh, what, once again, is your, your future process looking like. Just kind of think about where you're going with that stuff. That's going to be very important. You go back to what's the purpose of your organization, your why. You think about the potential that you still have in your organization because you're a leader in your perspective. Yes, that all sounds like going back to the basics, and that's what it is. It's going back to the backbone of who you are in your company, It goes to why you exist, what's your brand, your mission, and your vision. Go back and pull that stuff back out. I'm hoping you wrote a mission statement, a vision statement. We talked about what your brand was, what you stood for, your tagline. You know, go back to that stuff. Um, If you didn't do that, this is a great time. You have to do it to go forward. But I hope that you did that because that keeps you focused on where you're going. And you need to work from what makes you who you are, what makes your company great, and how it's going to carry you forward, never changing um, your brand. Now, if you need to start all over again, that's another process, but go back to that. Get, don't get off, off keel too much. Go back. If you, went, if you did this with the right perspective and you did this with some heart, you had a pulling and a calling to do something, to meet a need. I guarantee you that need is still there. But how are going to get at solving that is the question. Okay, so let's go back to that basic stuff. You know, what What made you do what you did? Uh, who you contribute to? Um, your mission of your work? The potential of what can be achieved? If you had a program that you really want to help young people, that still can be achieved. That's still worthwhile. If you had an organization that sold... Um, I don't know, lunch boxes. Well, guess what? That still is a need. People still need a way to carry their lunch back and forth. Um, so whatever you have in your hand, you know, what is that you have in your hand and what can we do with that? Um, your perspective has to continue to be bold, especially with so many negative things around that can make you think, I can't make it. I can't do this. I'm going to fold up my shop. Um, I'm not going to do this nonprofit anymore. I can really take care of myself. It's taking too much of my time. Go back to your perspective. And I'm going to say this to you from my perspective, for me, my perspective. If you do not plan or have it in you to go whole, all steam ahead and go boldly into what you're doing, then you do need to close up shop and do something else, and that's okay. Stop everybody. But you have to go boldly into that process because the boldness is going to uh, push you to make some uh, impactful changes. It's going to push you to think differently. It's going to push you to make new relationships. It's going to push you to develop new partnerships. It's going to push you to be all that you can be so you can grow in the greatness that you have in you. You have to go boldly into this process. There's going to be times when you don't feel bold. There's going to be times you want to give up. And there's going to be times when you say this is not going to work. But you still have to pull yourself up, go take that, 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 that break, You know, uh, whatever makes you, if you need to go to a spa, if you need to take a walk, if you need to read your Bible, if you need to go talk to someone you know, do that and come back. It's not going to be easy, but you need to go boldly into this because that's going to make, going to sacrifice, those sacrifices will make the, the business more and more successful. There are guiding posts to help you with this. This process is probably the most difficult in some ways because it requires a lot from you. It requires you to do some assessments of yourself. And I promise you, they will not all be good. But my but my point is you will learn from those, and that is the key point of that. So the guiding post you look around and deal with in this whole process of recovery is reflect on what has worked. What's worked in the past? Was it good customer service? Was it fast service? Was it value pricing? Um, was it uh, a need that people had in the community? You got a lot of support behind. What worked in the past? Don't throw that out the baby with the bathwater. Let's see if that will continue to work for you. Okay, let's just learn. The thing we always talk about is what have you learned? I I had a business colleague one time, and she said her grandmother would always say to her when she would do things she probably shouldn't have done, and perhaps um, messed up big time. Uh, At the end of the day, her brother would say to her, what did you learn? And that's something we have to say to ourselves often. What did you learn? We can't beat ourselves up on the decision we made, we hired the wrong person, if we we uh, put money uh, in a, a project that wasn't going to work. The key is what did you learn from that? And we can tell stories over how many times, I mean, how many times did um, you know, Ford uh, file bankruptcy? I understand Henry Ford filed bankruptcy 78 times before he, you know, hit on what was going to make him successful. So uh, the key is what did you learn in this process of, Changing environment, in terms of changing workforce, in terms of changing the workplace. What did you learn? What did you learn about your consumers? Um, and take those in consideration as you continue to go past recovery, but go to striving, go to being successful. Um, recommit to what you're doing, that's going to take another thing because some of you guys have to recommit. I mean, the thing did hit you so bad, some people did lose their businesses, and, they, and that business will not recover, but they may want to start another one, or it's going to be a lot to make that business recover. Um, so there's a lot of issues you got to recommit yourself to and decide if this is for you to continue to go forward with your business. I believe it is, um, but you have to believe that it is. Um, reengage um, and reemploy. You know, reengage with your workforce. Um, This is a time that you really are going to benefit from the opinions and the thoughts of the people that work with you and for you. Um, They have some insights. They have some thoughts. um, Make them feel like a part of the team. Make them feel like people you need in your corner to to come back. Um, uh, Talk to your customers, um, your your clients. uh, Talk to another business owner. Could be the same business or not you got to have a mentor somewhere. If you don't have a mentor, let me suggest you go out and get you one. And you don't just, don't just pick somebody off. But look at a person you have a similar relationship with, a person who knows what they're talking about, about the business world, and not necessarily about your business, but the business world. A person you hope that is connected, who can help you get connected and go through some doors. A person who's going to support you and not be a hater. So let's, let's be clear about that. We want people who are going to support you, not hit on you. You want a person who's going to tell you no. Uh, you don't want a person who's going to say, oh, yeah, 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 great idea. Go for it, go for it. You want a person who will tell you no and and tell you why it's no and then suggest you two together suggest a way to go forward. So re-engage those relationships and stuff you have. We've been closed in so long, we're not engaged anymore. But pull out those cell phones and everybody got Zoom now or FaceTime or whatever and get back engaged with people to get their input and their insights and what they've learned and what they've been through. Um, There's a couple more things we want to talk about on this clearly. uh, I'm going to take a break right now, but I want you guys to think about what questions you have for me. Call in. The number is 515 602 9767. Once again, growing in greatness. Give us a call. Let's talk about this COVID situation. 515 602-9767.
0: 602-9767. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at dot 2com Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile. The number two dot com.
1: Okay, we don't seem to have anyone calling in at this point, so we're gonna keep on going. Um, like I was talking before about how we kind of get back into this whole process. So we talked about reconnecting with people. Uh, we talked about reengaging folk, talking with them, getting the input thoughts on what could be done. Uh, another opportunity for you for growth as well as for financial benefit is rethinking your workplace, your workforce, um, rethinking those kind of things. Um, we found there's so many corporations, especially some of the larger ones, found that they do just as well or sometimes better with letting people come home. Um, and some people say they'll never come back, like Facebook and uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, several of those people are not coming back. We know a lot of our government municipalities, um, cities and states, they let people work from home for a long period of time. Uh, the universities are just coming back. Um, so, how much of the work that's being done can be done virtually? Um, it, it's a, a factor that keeps uh, your company uh, a little bit better in terms of finances because it costs you less money to supply a computer. And a modem and a fax machine or or a printer um, than it does necessarily insurance and the overhead of a building. Um, So uh, can that, can can the space you have right now be, uh, use half of for your space, the other half, um, you can we not to somebody else, or let it go back to the landlord because you need less space because you are having the multitude of your people are working from home. And then you have uh, Zoom and you have potential um, every once in a while, every week or whatever, uh, everybody come in and have a meeting together. But those are things that you can look at doing and going forward. Um, rethink your workforce. If you think at one point in time you needed a person full time and now you see maybe part time will work. Uh, if you see you thought that you needed a certain um, person with a certain degree or, or whatever uh, in terms of um, I want someone mature I want somebody who is a, a certain age I want someone who um, has this these credentials you may find that you know that that's great but you may find that you can uh, get someone else in you can find uh, find that someone else uh, has less uh, require more less money. To get started. It could be opportunity to have the internships. A lot of people want internships and they're a, a, a good thing to point your resume. And uh, some of these young people, uh, I love them. Uh, they have drive and spunk and innovation and uh, they can do a really good job. Um, so start thinking about rethinking work as it is. Um, I have found that um, the people that have worked for me in the past who have worked from home, and I'm I'm the same way myself, when I work from home, I actually give my employer more time because I get up in the morning and I work in the morning and then I I stop at, usually I start home early because I don't have to drive in. So that time I was driven in, I'm on my computer working. And uh, very seldom I take a full lunch break, but okay, sometimes I do. And then at night, if I cut off at 5.30 or 6 or whatever, that's cool, but you guys all know at 9 o'clock, if I think about something, I'm going to jump to my computer and go do it. So, um, you know, you actually get a good work product. So think about those kinds of things in terms of you relaunching um, your company or rethinking your company or whatever, because that's important to accelerate and how you don't look, look for the future. Um, when I say that about the workforce, I mean, I think we have other issue of realigning some functions in your company. Uh, HR function may change dramatically um, in terms of your human resources um that piece of it is is something that the people who are operational in, if you have that, your online piece, all of those pressures are on your build, on your business, and it costs money. Um, so you may look at ways to uh, reevaluate that. Uh, it may be a good opportunity for you to partner. Um, that's something that oftentimes small businesses don't want to do. Um, they think that someone's going to take their idea in their business, but let me just tell you, it could be done to very, very prosperous for you to partner. Um, you know, um, maybe somebody else has um, people that can work um, the hours you need to have work, and maybe they're, they're uh, working somewhere else, else now, and the hours got cut. You can take those people on because they've been totally vetted, and you know what kind of work people they are. Um, you um, may be able to uh, find someone who can distribute your, your product cheaper than you can. You know, you have a product, you distribute it, you know, maybe an opportunity to distribute your part, your, your, um, because a company, that's all they do is distribute. They may be maybe helping you out with they, their distrib- distribution. Um, I just think that that's an opportunity I have found that a lot of small businesses neglect and don't want to seem to get involved with because they're concerned. But I think that partnership piece is something you can think about and, and, and maybe do something um, uh, very um, substantial. Um, you know, we've talked about before on different approaches. Uh, toward your business innovations. And I said it real quickly on my first call. You can have the same product, but different channel. That's very simple. You can be, you know, a brick and mortar, now go online, which is a, a good opportunity. You can perhaps have a, uh, the same infrastructure and a different product. Um, like I said before, people made a lot of money um, from pharmaceutical companies to uh, car manufacturers making PPE. Uh, equipment and ventilators because the need was there. There's, 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 there's ways to do that. I told you the story about a young lady who um, used to sew, and then she started doing masks and had a, a major business because of, you know, the need there. And then it's also always the same product and different infrastructure. So um, you may have a partnership situation where you partner with another company, you able to get more staff or more uh, training or, or more equipment or whatever. So those are kind of three innovations we talked about earlier, that's something that's very important to look at in this time. Um, The demand for um, more services are continuing to grow. It may seem like it's not, but it will. Um, So sustaining your innovation around adding products or services that complement what you do is great, is right on, is a good offering for you to do, is something that's in your wheelhouse. Think about those kind of things. Um, I want to also say to you, when we talk about innovations, one of the first things we talk about is technology, right? One of the first things we think about is technology. But let me just say this to you, why technology is a big, huge part of uh, innovations. Uh, It's often uh, other innovations like your business model innovations. Um, There are other things that fundamentally change about delivering their value. How do you deliver value to that consumer or, have them, or, or give, provide for them uh, a, a desire or create in them a desire to have your product or your service? Um, you have to understand, first of all, what value is. And value is more than low prices. Let me just say that to you. It's more than low prices. Um, value is something that the consumer wants, not what you want them to have. It's what the consumer wants. Are you offering them a value, something they want, how they want it, when they want it? So frequently we see that when people are doing things like fast food, delivery, and all times of the night and all that, because there was a need there. that was a value to the consumer to have it brought to me at the time I wanted it brought to me. So what are the kind of business innovations and values you could bring to the consumer base that they will want, they will believe in, and they perceive see it as a value? Um people pay for what they want. Um, I'm not advocating that you go low prices because you would never win in a low price battle. I'm just recommending you offer value. So if you have, you can't possibly sell um, let's say a widget that you have, your company sells widgets. You can't possibly sell your widgets cheaper than the um, Walmart sells the widgets they have a, a bigger manufacturing ability to Uh, have cost savings on numbers and you don't have that. But if your company, but your your widget is specialized, it has special colors that they don't have or monogrammed on it, or it's delivered or it's made special for that person, uh, that your service is outstanding, Um, you know, the people that there that work for you, uh, they greet people with open arms and a nice smile and they say thank you and please.
0: Greatness. Greatness. Greatness.